All right, I'll do my big clock here and we're on. This is my favorite part of the day. All right, guys, welcome back to the From the Sin Bin podcast. I'm your host, Dallas. We've got Zach Penser, Justin Holmes, and Griffin Connor back in it. We're one day away from the NHL season resuming. I just got to say, I'm, I'm super excited for this thing to come back. Uh, we got a glimpse of the World Juniors there for hockey. And um, we'll, we'll start with you, Griff. The uh, USA took home the gold medal. You just an easy win. Just an easy win for Team USA. I mean, Canada never really had it in the, uh, in the bag, I'd say. I will, there was one thing I came out with I saw um, when Team USA won, uh, again, the World Juniors against Canada. The barrel that they had, and people in Canada thought it was like a symbol of the, the trash thing. It's actually a story about like a, like, I don't even know. It's like some bear, like overcoming. I don't know what the hell it is, but either Didn't way. Doesn't that sound like bullshit though? Jersey, no, like, I, this, I think it was like after the fact, like, hey, what can we come up with that's like so unknown that we could just throw in there? It's definitely, we were calling Canada trash. I think they were putting stickers on trash cans of all the teams they're going to beat. We kind of came up with a whole new thing for the barrel, but hey, USA won. I won some money on it. I'll take it. And I lost some money on it. That's oh, a terrible bet. I should have bet on the U.S. I saw four to one odds. It made no sense. Should have hammered it. But yeah. I couldn't believe the odds. Canada was like minus 400 in that gold medal game. Mm-hmm. States were like almost three to one to win. The, and it was, it was a really good hockey game. I still just can't get over that. I didn't care if I lost bet like the money on that. If the USA lost, I could never bet. I mean, same for you guys. You guys probably could never bet for the U.S. and I could never bet for Canada. So it's kind of like, it's yeah. either I'm going to win or I'm going to lose by a lot. So it's fine. Well, uh, Trevor Zegras played like out of his mind there. Uh, did you see that coming at all, Griff? Or was that just like totally mind-boggling? Do you see Zegras go off like that? I mean, I, mind-boggling, no. I mean, he's definitely a good player. But I will say, I didn't expect anyone to have that kind of like world juniors like showcase I guess you could say um I don't know I feel like every year for the world juniors you always see that one guy that just stands out amongst the rest and he definitely like he definitely did it this year it was insane to watch for sure Holmes who did you like the most from uh from team Canada I know you're a big world junior guy that's all you kind of did over the Christmas break okay yeah it kept me sane uh I think Bowen Byram looked great like, he looked unbelievable. Um, and then Philip Tomasino impressed me. I don't think he got enough minutes. Nashville Predators prospect. He might get a chance at cracking the roster this year. Um, but when he was on the ice, he looked dynamic. Like, just absolute sniper. Uh, I would like to see him play more. But, yeah, and then Bowen Byram. He was just unbelievable. Yeah, Byram looked really good on the defensive end. Uh, he was playing big minutes in the gold medal game. Um, Penser, how about yourself? You probably uh, like someone, at least on the Canadian team, or uh, just a big hater all around. Just, uh, you know me, I'm not a big world junior guy, but I, I mainly follow the guys I have interest in. So Devin Levi, you know, Montreal guy, he seemed to be very good. Let me tell you who wasn't good, though. Caden Gooley. Now that guy, trash. That was, we were watching the game. Caden Gooley made a nice big hit, and you guys were like, oh, there he is. Shouldn't be so negative. No less than five minutes later, Team USA scored. And whose fault was it? Caden Gooley. Guy's trash. I don't want to see him on the Canadians. They should trade him right away. How would you like Caulfield? Caulfield is good, I think. Scored a bunch. What do you think is going to happen now, like with the whole Kirby Doc situation? I mean, obviously, 
like he got injured and he's going to be out for Chicago for, for, I mean, probably about the rest of the season. Like, do you think the NHL is going to let their guys, not that they really have in the past, but I don't know. I just, I think it was not, it was on no one's fault. Like Chicago was like, listen, if you want to go do this, go do it. This is like a dream of yours. I get it. But I feel like Chicago should have been like, listen, you have a season in like two weeks. Yeah. It's going to be good for you to get some reps in, but look what happened. I mean, the guy is injured. He's just lost a season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I, wouldn't I, don't, let, I wouldn't let my guy play. Lafreniere, they didn't let him go out, but maybe it had to do a little bit with being in the States compared to Canada. But I feel like Doc, he was, he's like a legit player in the NHL for some of these other guys. They might only been in the league, be in the league in a year or two. So who cares as right. much then? And, well, I think it's kind of a good thing that some of these guys go to the World Juniors and play because these guys are going to go to, like, these NHL training camps and be in, like, tip-top shape. They just play competitive hockey. And some of these guys are going to, I think, go in there and make a good impression uh, at these training camps because of the World Juniors. And they've been going hard at it for the last two months in their own camps leading up to the to the World Juniors and then playing in it. So I, I honestly think it's a good idea for them to go and get, uh, get some reps in and get ready for the season because these these guys need all the help they can get to make the teams first off. No, I definitely agree with, like, the prospect situation when it comes to, like, what is it? Uh, I can't remember what, what's the German, the Stitzel guy? My yeah, tenor, right? Stutzla. Yeah, Tim yeah. Stitzel. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, him, like, that was kind of, like, in my opinion, it's like, you know he's going to be playing in the NHL this year, but, like, the guys that you're, like, not bubble players, but they're going to go to camp. You really don't know if they're going to make the team or not. That makes sense to go there. And if you get injured, yeah, that, that sucks, but at least you're showcasing yourself. A guy like Kirby Doc just wanting to go because he hasn't, like, done it or whatever you want to call it. Like, he's an established NHL player at this point. Like, you know he's going to be on the team. You know, it's like I, – I feel like that was just a poor decision on Chicago's take. But, yeah, again, I, I, mean, I wasn't normally me decided on that. guys let him go. I mean, it's costing them so much money now having to pay him while he doesn't play a game. Yeah, uh, you, saw the, you saw the opposite from the Leafs and Nick Robertson, him saying, I'm focusing on making this team. Uh, you know, I think I have a good shot. I don't want to, you know, risk anything injuries there. It'll see. We'll see if it pans out. If he makes the team right now, he's on the, you know, the outside looking in like a travel squad guy. But you know, well, the Chicago Blackhawks have kind of already come out and said they're re- rebuilding last year. They're going to be without Doc. They're going to be without Jonathan Taze. They're going to be a very interesting team this year. A lot of people have said that they're going to be just as bad, if not worse, than the Red Wings. You guys buy any of that garbage or what? I, think, I, I don't – yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, they don't have Brent Seabrook either at the start of camp. Um, I don't know. They lost Corey Crawford. You're, you, you're going to definitely take a step back. You're still going to have that like, Patrick Kane effect, and I think Cat and Strom will have big years. But there's part of me that's like, I don't know if this they're a deep enough team now. I think – I mean, I figured I was looking at it exactly, but I truthfully don't think they're going to – I think their odds were like, 65 to one or something, something crazy. Like they're not going to have any playoff contention. They're probably going to have what 56 game season. They're probably going to have 15 to 20 wins at most. I mean, I think they're literally going to get smoked because yeah. you're right. They don't have Taves. You don't have doc. Now it's like, what, what do you, it's a, it's a whole rebuild for them and they're screwed. Yeah, it definitely will be a long season. And that's kind of the, the thing with the Chicago They're They are in a new division though. And they are in a pretty terrible division, I think. And, uh, well, they're with, I believe, Dallas, Nashville, Tampa, Florida, Detroit's with them. So they have to play Detroit nine or ten times a year. I'm not too sure. 
I think they'll be okay, though. I think a lot of people are overreacting. They're, they're not they're, – they won a playoff series, I remember, against the Oilers just recently. And uh, they didn't really do that great against Vegas. But uh, I don't think they're, like – they're going to be a, a bottom three team in the league, especially with how terrible the California teams are going to be and Detroit as well. I, I think they're going to be okay. It's not, not middle of the pack, but they're not going to be as bad as everyone's making them out to be. Yeah, I'm with you. I sort of think Chicago, they'll be – Okay, they got Patty Kane. I still think he's one of the best guys in the league. And they have the same management, whole coaching staff that they've had, more or less. And I feel like Chicago always finds a way to win. It's like them, the Seahawks, the Patriots, all these franchises, they find ways to win no matter who they have. And I can't see them just being the embarrassment of the league. But at the same time, before they had Kane and Taves, this is a real throwback. They used to win like 15 games a year in 82-game season. Yeah, they've just kind of like dominated the decade really at the end of the day, and they've, uh, they've been a good team. Uh, let's go to the Canadian division. I don't know how much you've invested yourself into this one, Griff, but up here in Canada, all of us are pretty hyped for the, uh, the North division, I guess you want to call it. Especially you, Dallas, as a Leafs fan. Oh, You're yeah, here dedicated. we go. Our team here square we go. off tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll, we'll put the house on the Leafs for sure. Yeah, anyway, though, I, I honestly think that uh, a lot of people think different teams are going to win this division. I think the uh, Edmonton Oilers have a very good chance at um, making some noise in the North Division. I'm just going to put that out there. I think the Oilers are a lot better than people give them credit for. I know their goaltender situation isn't great, but um, if McDavid and Dreisaitl can both stay healthy and play 56 games or whatever, uh, I think they're going to win this division. I have a really hot take on the North Division, and I it's probably going to – bite me in the ass but I think Ottawa might be pretty good this year wow like right and everyone I say to just goes yeah like no but I don't know I just have a weird feeling like it's just a different year like you said it's they're playing all Canadian teams I think Toronto is going to be a real standout team but like Toronto's fashion they always just suck when it comes time for playoffs sorry guys uh Canadians Pencer, I'm sorry, but no. Uh, Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton, I really do think is going to have – with Dry Saddle McDavid, I think that's going to be, like, your top team. Um, but I don't know. I have a weird feeling about Ottawa this year. Just because they, they drafted that kid's – what, Stitzel's name? I can't even say his name. Yeah. Um, Stitzel, Stitzla. It just, You're doing great. You're doing good. Everyone says it different. You it's there, it's Yeah, it's brutal. But I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to have, like, a really young team that is going to somehow – just have like weird firepower that's going to just take. I them. think they're going to be a fun team. I don't know about a yes. good team, but I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a good. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. And at the end of the day, I mean, uh, they are pretty young and uh, the, the big story with them, Eugene Melnick wants to get fans in the building in Ottawa. I saw today. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, you know, this organization is kind of was a disaster the last uh, five years, ever since they went to the, conference final but uh they seem to uh have a bright future and not only uh tim stutzel but they also got uh sanderson who uh, won the gold medal there with the americans so they're they've got a bright future there in ottawa i, I see where you're coming from why you think they're going to be good Holmes, do you think they have a, a shot or are they going to be dead last in the division maybe next to winnipeg or something like that at one point when they were getting all these guys Derek stefan they got galchenyuk and dadanoff i was like okay this team could actually do some damage but then I kind of stepped back and I looked at it. Their defense is so bad. And then I don't know how Matt Murray's going to be. He hasn't been good uh, in these past couple of years, in my opinion. So when he's now getting going to face a lot of shots, uh, I think it's really going to be tough for them to be good. 
my bet, uh, my future bet for this division is the Calgary Flames. Uh, I think they were like fourth uh, in the odds. The Leafs are favored by way too much. They were like plus 150, which I think is ridiculous. I think that a lot of other teams are going to put up a good fight. Um, But Calgary getting Markstrom, they got uh, Tanev in. And then like Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan, they both had off years last year. If they can bounce back, I think this team can be pretty dangerous. Yeah, I have both of them on my fantasy league this year, and I hopefully they get me some points. But, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think Calgary, again, like that. The North Division is just weird. It doesn't make any sense because you've never really seen these teams, like, play each other. I, I, I mean, the whole league, I guess, is the same way, but it just doesn't make sense how it's going to, like, work, I guess, this season. I don't know how to explain it. Well, the, yeah, the and teams got to do a lot credit. of traveling in the, in the North Division there. Like, the teams out East got to go out West and – uh, West obviously got to go at East so much like and the, the other divisions it's a lot less so um, I I kind of like I like your pick homes with the Flames and another one that we haven't said yet is the Canucks just because of their goaltending duos I think that's going to make a huge factor going forward uh, Penser do you think your, your halves are uh, going to be good there with Price and Allen and that or no? Uh, well, first, before we get to that, I got to say, the Oilers, no matter how good they look on paper, they will be terrible. They are always terrible. They have like eight first-round picks every year. Not even first round. They have like eight first overall picks, and they find a way to suck. But the Habs, I actually am decently optimistic. I hate like half the players on the team and like half their moves, but I think Jake Allen, great move. Tyler Toffoli, great move. I think Dano, Gallagher, Tatar, that line's going to be great again. I think Weber's pretty decent hopefully carry price is like competent in net but that's a stretch what i would do to have yaroslav halak back that's for another time but uh i i think the halves will be good i think they'll be in the top four that's all you can ask for and once you're in the playoffs you never know what could happen you know i hear they've been calling uh, josh anderson the power horse over there in training camp i heard this i saw some like beat writer tweet this out it took all of me not to just go after the guy what are they talking about? He's a power horse and nothing. He had one goal last year. This is like the biggest embarrassment ever that we paid this guy. I would bet, I bet whatever they're paying him that he's going to suck. Him and Matt Barzell are making the same. So he's, it's he's crazy. Year, right? He's making more than that Mike Hoffman. A, that's a wild stat in and of itself. Poor Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman scored what, like 35 goals last year and he's getting paid less than Josh Anderson? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think he's only making four million now with the Blues. <laughs> yeah, well, he Mike Hoffman is a great goal scorer, but he does not play defense or have any interest at all on the back end. So I don't feel too sorry for for Mike Hoffman at all, really. Dal, you mentioned it in there. The Canucks, we did, we were completely skipping over. I'm not giving them any credit. They went the farthest in the Cup uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year, and uh, you know you saw Thatcher Demko play great. Of course, they lost Markstrom. They lost Tanev. Um, I, they lost a couple others too. But oh, Toffoli—that's another big one. But the young guys like Pedersen and Besser, I think, can have a big year, and they can be another dark horse in this uh, North Division. For they sure. made one really good pickup with Nate Schmidt from Vegas, who I think is going to play some decent minutes with them this year. And then Quinn Hughes will probably just take it to the next level. Future, uh, future uh, all-star, really, and like superstar, I should say, in this league. But they, their goaltending duo is really what gets me is they got Braden Holtby, who uh, has won a Stanley Cup with the Capitals recently. And then Thatcher Demko should play actually almost just as many games as Holtby 
If not, if, if Volpe goes down, Demko is, is probably one of the best backup goaltenders in the league, and I don't really think it's close. So this Canucks team is young. They're, they're exciting. They're a lot kind of like, like Ottawa, but uh, they're a lot better, I'd say, and they should make some noise, I think. I think a lot of the teams this year that have those like really good goalie tandems are the ones that are going to make it, same as like last year. Um, you really, we've kind of noticed this basically on like the bubble, like at the beginning of it, you really can't rely. Well, I shouldn't say just the bubble, but just in general, you can't really just rely on that one guy to be playing all this time, especially how many games are going to be playing in such a short amount of time. Like having a good goalie tandem, like the Bruins, like, you know, like we're saying Vancouver, I feel like those are the teams that are going to end up giving that extra push. I, I would say, I, but to get you know, any goalie's going to play 40 games this year. I doubt it. No, I'm saying maybe it's, it's the like, odd goaltender might. It's not even the, the amount of games. It's how fast they're playing. I mean, you're seeing the, like divisions. There's going to be what, like nine games, 10 games a week for the most part in those divisions. And you're going to have teams playing like, I think the Bruins play like three games in the first week or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So something crazy. It's just the goalies aren't going to be able to handle it. And I don't think a lot of these players are going to be able to handle it for that long either, how fast they're going to be playing these games. Yeah, it's a really, like, quick turnaround, too, in the offseason. Let's not forget, it's been super short for, like, those teams that made big pushes in the playoffs, like teams like Tampa and Dallas, who just went through, like, the Stars, for example. They're going to be missing a couple of big pieces. Sagan's not going to be back till March or April. They just got hit with COVID. They're back practicing today with a bunch of no-name players. Uh, their their back end got hit real hard. That's just a, a team, for example. Like, and if a team does have to go through COVID, which um, is definitely going to happen at some point with how everything's going in the states. And a 56 game season, if a team gets hit with COVID and has to quarantine for 14 days, that could put a huge damper on that team doing anything in the regular season. They're going to yeah, be screwing it. You're seeing it in the NBA right now. How much it's just screwing the league like the 76ers and Heat are playing tonight with their G League rosters, basically. Like, you're definitely going to get some matchups that are going to be a joke this year, but it's just what we're going to have to deal with with no bubble or anything. So you're saying I should take the under in that game? <laughs> yeah. And Tyrese Maxey, that guy is a absolute unit. Uh, what do you guys think of Dallas as a whole? I just have, a, like... Obviously, we We're saw them. talk about me. That's nice. You know, that's no, cool. not you. Yeah, yeah. not for you. I yeah, think as a whole, nice there, it's not, it can't be good. But I'm saying the stars, to be specific, yeah. like, I don't think they are going to have the season. I mean, like, la- I, 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 can't, I keep thinking I want to call last year, like, year a fluke. It was not a fluke. It was a fluke, Griffin. It was. Like, like, it was see, that's the thing. It, it was a fluke in the sense, like, we had a. That from March until whenever they started, like a huge break, and all these guys were like, "We're not going to play another game." Like, no, I shouldn't say not all of them, but like, you had teams that were clearly in the, in the lead, like that were going to win, like go far in the in the finals. That just kind of were like, "We're not playing." And then you had teams like the Stars who picked it up, show up in the bubble, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to make it to the finals now." But they weren't yeah. even good in the bubble. That's the craziest thing. You have to argue this might be the worst team to ever make the Stanley Cup finals. Not to say they weren't good; they're still a good team, whoa, but their like underlying metrics were terrible. I just don't think this year they're going to have a good year. I like, I really don't. I think they're going to be a middle of the pack team. They were like, I think they were like, it was like 33 to one odds. I don't even know what it was, but it's like, they weren't even put in the top five to make, you know what I mean? Like the teams were, uh, what was it? The Tampa, Boston, Toronto, uh, Avalanche, and Vegas. Like they weren't even in the top 10, I don't think. Yeah, I think they're like a bottom end playoff team. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I do agree with you that they will definitely fall, fall back down. 
if you look at uh, their playoff run, I think they won a bunch of one. They were they had like an absurd record with one goal game wins. Like mm-hmm. they just found ways to win and like were just riding a hot hand. Anton Hudobin and that was playing out of his mind for uh, for the most part of the playoffs there, which gave him a huge boost. And against the Avs, you got to remember their goal. They they had Michael Hutchinson in that for games five, six, and seven, and almost went on to the conference finals. With, a, with Michael Hutchinson. It went to overtime in game seven. It was insane. And Bishop? Bishop's going to be on the IR for a, a little longer as well, so they're not going to have him to start the year, I think. Um, I think, yeah, I think that they're going to take a step back, but they're in that central division, which is lousy, to say they're the weak. least. Like, it's, they're in a weak division, so they're definitely going to be saved. If they were out in that other division with, you know, Colorado and Vegas, I think that they would get slapped around. It's hard. I, I agree. It's so weird, like, with the whole, like, divisions this year, because you're thinking, like, exactly how you just said it. You're like, oh, if they were, like, where they would be, they would suck. Like, they're going to be the bottom of the division. But because they've switched everything, you're like, well, now I guess they have a chance, even though they still suck. Yeah. Tampa should be good. Carolina should be really good. I actually think they're going to win the division. Uh, and, and there's still some, some, like, scary teams there. Like, I think Florida will be just fine. Nashville will pick it up. Uh, We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Stars will be like a like a fourth or fifth place team. Yeah, I think Carolina would be a really good future bet for the Stanley Cup or just to win that division. They are so underrated. Like, I don't know if people just don't believe in Aho and Svechnikov. Uh, you know, they have so much depth on this team too, like defensive depth. They have Dougie Hamilton, uh, Slavin. Like, that's an, an amazing one too. Point per game. What? Karavainen, he's also a point per game. Yeah. I'm Tara Vinan is always slept on. They have so much, like, uh, and then they have so much, like, young guys coming up, too. Like, they have that Jake Bean uh, defensive prospect, played in the AHL last year. He'll probably be up. And then that uh, Natchez, it's a Martin Natchez. He's unbelievable as well. So, I think that Carolina could take a big step this year. Yeah, it's a, they're a very, uh, very good team. It'll be interesting in Carolina, you know, after the games, they have their big, uh, big celebrations that everyone hates wonder if they'll do that there well i, I don't even actually know if carolina is going to have any fans there and if they'll continue to do those those surges at the end of the game where they they do something for the crowd those are always they do if they do a surge for just the people watching on tv that's just that's just embarrassing <laughs> that's i'm not saying i hate what they're doing i'm not saying i like what they're doing it seems seems very like uh minor hockey-esque as you'd say just i feel like it was it was cool like the first couple times a big win do something cool but then it just got old you know what i mean yeah, and without fans, like, come on. That's just, like, weird at this point, I think. Yeah, the Hurricanes, it's kind of funny how they, they're kind of, like, growing their brand on social media the most. I think they're one of the more entertaining teams on Twitter that started to be anyway. Now almost everyone is, but they kind of took that first uh, glance to, like, do something different, I think, with their, with their social media. And they're, they're pretty fun. A lot of people are big onto that. So I think they pretty much just copied Vegas. I mean, when Vegas came on, they were the same way, just – entertainment basically it wasn't hockey was almost second when it came to that and you're having teams like like carolina and what's the the crack and whatever the hell they're called like same thing they're going to be the exact same thing over and over again as we see social media just kind of more take off of them yeah it, it does get old after a while but uh yeah that's it's their way of getting more fans on board speaking of seattle i guess that's not till next year where we'll actually see the kraken um, but teams are already kind of starting to like prepare for that. Uh, 
do you think Seattle's going to be anything close to what Vegas was at the start? Just looking ahead. I know it's a long way away, but it's something that we should talk about. I don't, I, I can't see it happening again. Only because I feel like teams now are going to be like with the last expansion draft, like it was so, it wasn't like, it was new obviously, but we didn't, teams like weren't prepared for like what was really going to happen. And Vegas got like a great bunch of misfits basically. I feel like now teams are going to protect guys that they're like before they weren't going to protect only because they realize, well, if we put a bunch of like really good third line players together, like they're going to be like really good. I think that they're going to be pretty good. Cause I think that they're going to get some guys like, uh, like TJ Oshie. Um, and then goaltending wise, there's definitely going to be some guys available, whether it be like a Braden Holtby with Vancouver, cause they're obviously going to protect Demko. Um, and then probably some, and like a lot of prospects coming up too that are going to be protected and it's going to leave some good players available for Seattle. I think we might see the exact same thing happen over again, not to the same, you know, magnitude, magnitude or whatever the word would be. Um, I don't think there'll be a like Stanley cup finals, but they'll be pretty damn good. I think. That would have been crazy had Vegas actually won the cup there against the Capitals their first year. Cause I think that would have angered a lot of people. It would have been a joke. I would have won so much money if that happened. I put a future bet the week before the season started on Vegas to win. And I would have won like, it was like $2,800. And then, of course, they just didn't win. So so you're saying we should bet Seattle as soon as the I line. think we should pool, like, all of us pool like 25 bucks, throw it on Seattle, and just yeah. hope and pray that they make it to the final. I like it. It's gonna be that's gonna be interesting in that uh, in whatever division they come up with there because those California teams are so bad. Them and Vancouver might actually have a really close rivalry. Them being so close to, to one another, they could they could run the show over on the on the West Coast there. Yeah, you'd have to think they'd fuel that fire for a rivalry there, being so close in the cross border. I think that you could definitely get a good one there. Yeah, I think Seattle will be pretty good too. I think the way the uh, expansion draft is just set up you're basically set up to be a pretty good team right off the bat because you're taking a lot of guys third liners and uh, I think a lot comes down to if teams screw up and let their star players go because they want someone else like we saw with Marcia so he was one of the better players already and they just let him go I still don't know why and goaltending obviously I think also Jake Allen from the Habs he's very likely to go to Seattle no they're not going to keep I don't know if they'll go after him Hard to say. I'd rather them. I'd rather Seattle though be like an actual like good and like competitive team, and then just be like the worst, like in the league right off the hop. Anyway, that's just me. Penser, you could keep one guy, Jake Allen or Price as the Habs. Who are you gonna keep? Jake Allen. It's not even close. The numbers are like identical, and one's getting paid eight million less a year. There we go. You tell me if you want eight million dollars for free. The price slander is back. Oh, I don't think it ever left. It's never uh, left, Alex. Never <laughs> left. Always been. Always been right there. No, that's good. Yeah. I think we should dig into this uh, East Division. We haven't touched on them. We haven't. Yet. And this is the best division. Uh, we'll go to you, Holmes, here, here to talk about it. you think your Bruins are going to just run the show? Because there's just so many good teams there that I think they might, uh, I think they might be in over their heads just a little bit. I don't think they'll necessarily run the show, but – Listen, we lost Krug and Chara. Like, we didn't take that big of a hit this offseason. 
Uh, we still got that core. Pasternak was back on the ice skating today. He was supposed to be out till mid-February. I don't know what his timeline is still. He's having a baby, Marshawn. too. Marshawn's back, uh, yeah, for the beginning of the season. So, like, a lot of positives there. I think that we'll, be do, we'll do just fine. We've been in uh, a hard division, be- like, before with Tampa and Toronto. Like, those teams aren't lousy. We're just picking up the Metro. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, could fall back a little bit this year. Washington could fall back a little bit this year. But you're going to see teams like the Rangers and uh, maybe like Philadelphia take another step. I know Philadelphia was really good last year, but you got Carter Hart back there. Like he is, he could win a lot of games for them. Uh, so this division is going to be interesting. Um, but I think that I think that Boston will do just fine. But it's definitely going to be a dogfight in this one. There's definitely not a clear. I wouldn't say a clear favorite at this point. No. And gambling wise, stay away from it for a while. You mentioned Philly Holmes. I think Philly is going to be is going to be scary this year. I really do. Yeah, if they get back, uh, Nolan Patrick, if he can get in the lineup, be that third center for them. Um, they lost Matt Niskanen, so that's like, you know, that's Ivan Provorov's uh, partner on that number one D pairing. So that'll hurt them a little bit, but I think that like Philip Myers can step in and do great. So it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting team this year. Um, Maybe we'll see like a Morgan Frost come up for them as well and really play good. Yeah, on the uh, Nolan Patrick train, I think we've got to we've got to take that and just throw that out. I think this, I think that one's done with. Take the trash out with Nolan Patrick. I, I just don't, I just don't buy it. I don't take think he's trash. ever going to be anything. I, I really don't. Just because uh, he's he's got a bad concussion issues, though. Jesus, uh, I, I understand that, and that's why we're taking the garbage out homes. So that's why that's why we're getting rid of this guy. We're done with him. I, that's what the Flyers need to get on with. But I know he's still young, and they they still want to see what what he can do. But I think the the Flyers got so many other pieces that are young, like Travis Konechny. It should be talked about way more in this league. I think he's an up and coming star. And uh, like a 50-16 season, I don't know how many points he's going to get, but I think he's going to be one of their better players this year and kind of take over the reins from not maybe not from like a guy like Claude Giroux, but I think he's going to play at that level at, at some point for this team. Yeah, he's like a Walmart version of Marshawn. It's like, you know, a little shit, but can score a little bit. I, th- I think he's going to be a great player. I don't know. The Flyers are uh, an intriguing team. Another one is the New York Islanders which uh, always fly under the radar for their boring play. Everyone complained about that in the playoffs. They, uh, they always played a very early game, it seemed, or a, uh, in a non-intriguing time. But uh, the Islanders are a very good team, and they always seem to do well in the regular season. I think they'll, do, they'll make some noise as well in that, in that East division there. Yeah, they're pretty deep in getting Barzell locked up for such a cheap deal. Like, teams just keep doing it. Um, you know, you saw Barzell now with a bridge deal. Uh, you saw Sergachev and Sorelli. Uh, Boston got Nebraska and McAvoy. These, you know, these top-tier teams are getting the RFAs to sign these nice little bridge deals. And I think kind of learning from Toronto's mistakes of how they dealt with all their RFAs. They got Barzell back. I think one of the teams that's going to be horrible is the Washington Capitals. I don't think they're going to do a thing without uh... – about Samsonov and that their goaltending uh, situation is going to hurt them big time, um, especially having to play a solid team every single night. I think the only team that's really bad in that division is New Jersey, and I don't even think they're that horrible. So that they have a very tough division. I think the Caps are going to be in big trouble this year. Speaking of the Capitals, like, what do you think 
like I'm kind of moving on, I guess, but whole char situation, like what what's going on? Like what I don't get why he didn't just like go, you know what? You know, good, either good run or why would you go to the Capitals? Yeah, I'm very confused. It makes why, sense, like, sense. At the end of your career like that, he's already won the Cup. He's won the Norris. He's done everything. Or or go to a team that, like, maybe needs, like, like I don't want to say mentoring, but, like, it's just, like, a young team that needs, like, an older guy with a presence that can, like, help young guys, like, learn how to be a good pro. It's like Maybe he thought it was the best team to win at of all the teams offering him something, but – Still, I mean, I, I, I'm st- I am still curious, like, what the Bruins are offering him if they said, like, hey, you're going to get scratched, like, half the games. Yeah, as a captain, that's not a good look for the team or him. But going to wa- it's not like he's going to Washington and he's going to be guaranteed to play anything. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get what his, his thought process was. I don't know about you, Griff, but I wasn't too, too upset with Chara leaving. Oh, no, I no. I, I've been saying for the past, like, two years, Chara, it's – listen, Chara had a, has had a great career. He's a great defenseman. I'm not saying – He's bad by any means, but as he's gotten older, I mean, the game has changed. He gets beat so often. It's so hard for him to keep up with, with these players, and you're taking away ice time from, from these prospects or, or younger guys that have a better chance. They, they need to learn and, and get reps to, to become better. And, I mean, having him leave, yeah, it sucks. He's the captain of my entire, like, childhood growing up. Like, it was Char. Like, you always knew who Char was. But I don't understand his thought process of leaving and going somewhere that is a great team that he's probably, again, not going to play on. Yeah, you have to give the young guys a chance on Boston because, like, he was hogging up a lot of minutes, and the game's fast these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was getting burnt constantly. I thought really the only spot that he shined anymore was the penalty kill because of that reach. And even still there, it's like he – on the penalty kill, like, if you're in the zone and he's standing there in a the box or a dime, whatever he's doing, yeah, he's great. But if they get a rush, like, he gets – he would get beat every single time. He's just, yeah. he's just getting old. And it's not it, – it just, that's just the way – hey, father time has never lost a single time when it, when it means, like, a player, like, not being on the last very long in the league. It's yeah, just how it works. Great players, in my opinion, I want to see them hang it up before they get too bad, like, before they deteriorate. Uh, you see it in the NFL all the time with these quarterbacks. Like, hang them up. Yeah, it's just... With Chara, it's time that you hang them up. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right, Holmes. I think it's Chara's time in this league as being one of those, like a very notable player on the ice is over. Hopefully he does all right in the Capitals and he gets some playing time because maybe he does have something to offer to this team. But when I look at that Capital team now, I just, I, I think they're uh, they're going to be missing out there with Holtby and it's it's just going to be a long season for a short season for that team. Yeah, they're trying to build a, like, 2009 all-star team over there. It's wild. It's just a retirement home at this point. Who knows? I could be wrong. The Caps might be up in the, in the playoff uh, picture, and they might make some noise. But they've mm. always struggled in the playoffs over the years, minus the championship year. So, yeah, I, I don't think so. They didn't lose any star power. Like, they still got Backstrom and Ovi. And I think this, this team really revolves around Kuznetsov. I think that if he plays well, this team will play well. Um, so we'll have, it'll be interesting to see. All right, so I think we'll uh, we'll move on, guys. So the big story that I uh, that I heard of uh, that's come out is the Lake Tahoe games. We're going to see two outdoor games this year uh, be played. I believe it's it's technically in Colorado. This Lake Tahoe, it's right by Colorado and Nevada, or California and Nevada. Sorry, Holmes, your Bruins are taking on the Flyers in one of these games, and the Avalanche are taking on Vegas. You guys are are you guys sick and tired of these outdoor games, or is this kind of excites you guys a little bit for this 
this unique style of an outdoor game. I'm hyped for it. I think it's going to be awesome, uh, especially this year without fans, um, you know, and uh, without fans, as far as we know, we know Ottawa's saying 6,000 or whatever, and I'm sure there's going to be teams like in Tampa Bay that they're going to allow some, but I think it's going to be such a change up from just watching an empty arena with the, whatever the tarps over the seats to just this absolute brilliant, like, I don't know if you guys saw what they put out yesterday, um, like what it's going to look like, but it's amazing. Like it's, it looks it's sick. The, yeah. It's going to be one of the best games we've ever seen visually. I, I, I like the outdoor games only, but I do think like all the time, like remember the stadium series they were doing, like played in like Anaheim. It's like, all right, that just, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, the Bruins Flyers game is definitely going to be obviously the more marquee game. I'd, I'd say as it's playing on the Sunday. Um, but the Avalanche in Vegas, like, I mean, I guess it'll be kind of cool. Vegas obviously is new team, and they'll probably just attract a bunch of viewers. But I think the big game is really the Bruins Flyers. Yeah, I think it'll be great having no fans there too. It'll make it exciting. I think it'll look so much better, and it'll look like actual outdoor hockey. Because I find it like Griff sort of says, or like you have them play at like Notre Dame's football stadium. It looks pretty cheesy, and it's just like a money grab and this is like clearly going to look cool like scenic wise it's like I think like Justin said it's going to be the coolest one yeah the thing with no fans I think makes it uh it a lot better there was talk they were going to do something like this at Lake Louise in Alberta there but this Lake Tahoe the, the picture they released yesterday kind of looks like a pretty cool thing I like how they're doing just the, the two games on there that's going to add a huge change of change of scenery teams like Philly and Boston have to actually go out west at least once who knows maybe if one of those teams is kind of on like a bit of a slump or whatever going out west on the road might help things out and just give them something new and just a change I guess because those teams might get sick of each other well uh, sorry sick of like just doing the same kind of travel and the same everything there so going out west might actually be cool for those teams like Philly and Boston yeah, and they said they're going to wear their – like, those games will be their reverse retro jerseys and all that stuff, which – I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the whole reverse retro jerseys? I like, like – In all honesty. Some yeah. of them look really cool, and some of them just look downright horrible. Right. I'm not a fan of these alternate jerseys. I think it's just like they literally just make it to make money. And then I, what that's, think? that's the number one thing. It's all about the money at the end of the day. And then with the NHL and now, I mean, they're just – Trying to make it more than ever, especially yeah. with how things are in the world. So yeah, and I, I, go I think like Detroit, Detroit literally just took their practice jersey and they're like, "Shit, we didn't, we didn't." Yeah. Have Detroit it. is the worst one by far. Jersey, San Jose's like they've been wearing that jersey for ten years. Yeah, did I miss some with that one? Like they, yeah. Certain teams I love though, like the the Arizona ones, pretty. Oh. Arizona ones, pretty unique. I like even like Anaheim's who looks really ugly. At least they tried to be yeah. unique. Yeah. That yeah, I, I like the Bruins. I don't know. Griff, do you like the Bruins one? Bruins are pretty cool. I, I mean, it's it, it's the same. Remember the one with the ugly, like, it's now on the shoulder, just the ugly bear? Oh, yeah. I really wish they put that. They're not, that's not in the front. It's like normal. I wish they put that in the front just so it's like, you know what? We're going all out. It looks like yeah. shit, but everyone's going to want it because it looks like the old jersey. Yeah. And the mustard yellow that they I, – I got one for Christmas. And uh, the mustard yellow is pretty wicked too. Like it's it's the ugliest color, but I love it. And That's yeah, the best part. When they're so bad, they're good. The poo it's like bear. French, it's like a French bulldog. They're so ugly, they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I know, yeah, hopefully a lot of them, like, look better on the ice, like the Red Wings one, Grip. I, I, it looks so bad in person, but maybe, just maybe on the ice, it might look just somewhat respectable and not horrible. But, it's um, going to look like me, just just a pile of garbage with skates on. Just, oh, it's going to be so bad. Just flying through the neutral zone. If they go with, like, the all-white, like, uh, gloves and shin pads or socks and everything – I think that they could look cool for Detroit, but yeah, like no effort there. They look like the All Star jerseys all over again, just yeah. trash. Yeah, that's another thing. The All Star game uh, this year. I have they. Uh, I haven't even like really paid that much attention with the All Star game. Are they still going to have one, or have they canceled it outright? I don't no, think so. Canceled. I think they they postponed it, but it's done. It's, there's no chance. What's the point of it? Really? Alex. Alex. Ovechkin's just smiling ear to ear about that. Eh? That guy hates the All-Star Doesn't game. Doesn't fake an injury this year. He's like, thank God. No one-game suspension for Ovi. Yeah. It is stupid sometimes. Like, guys, it's cool for the first, what, one, two, three times they're there. And then once you get to the end of your career, you're like, man, I just want to go vacation with my family. I want to go to, like, Cabo or something. I don't know. I get it, but it's so annoying when these guys – I'm not even a fan of the All-Star game. I, feel like I can't remember the last time I actually watched it. Actually, with this three-on-three, I've been watching it because it's exciting. But when it was like five-on-five, it was the worst thing ever. But these guys missing it. I mean, come on. This is like what you do for a living. You can't just be like, I want an extra break. Yeah, and it's like, hey, how many times are you going to watch Shea Weber and Inochara shoot the puck as hard as they fucking can? It's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. The skills competition. (laughs) It's so stupid. Them just clapping it 101 or whatever into the back of the net like every year. And then you have that one player who's like expected to win the accuracy contest and hits the post about 45 times. I remember Miro Haskinen came for the skating competition there. He came around the net flying and went right into the boards there with his helmet off. That was, uh, that was scary, but uh, entertaining, I guess, in a way. It's always, it's, I don't know, it's more, I think it's a, overall a pretty stupid weekend and they could make it a lot better. But the NBA All-Star game and the weekend is just so much better than the NHL one, and it's not even, not even close just because of the slam dunk competition. You should do like a hardest hit competition. We just put someone out there like me, and you have one of those guys just drill me at center ice as an open ice hit. I agree. That would be fun. That would be quality content. I would pay big money to watch that. All right, fellas. Well, I think that'll uh, that'll wrap it up here for uh, from – the sin bin. We got the hockey starting tomorrow. We'll end it off with this. Who's everyone's lock tomorrow uh, in the betting lines? Uh, there's there's a few games tomorrow. There's some good games. We'll start with you, Holmes. Which one is just which game is just uh, a lock for you tomorrow? Uh, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Flyers over the Penguins. Um, it's a pick'em game, I'm pretty sure, and uh, I just don't think it should be a pick'em game. I think the the Flyers should be favored, so. I'm going to go with them in that one. I like it. I like that. I'll go, you know what, just to, just to piss off two guys. I'm going to take – I'll take the Maple Leafs over the Canadians. Just so have one guy. That I was mean, not a problem, Griff. You, you do what you got to do over there. I mean, I, I think – and okay, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give one that's like – it's a little up in the air. You ready? I'm going to take the Canucks over the Oilers tomorrow just because of our conversation today. So lock that in, I guess. I like that. I like. That. I will go. This bold pick here, Le Canadien de Montréal. They are winning. They always win the season opener, and then they lose like ten straight. This is their time to shine. 
Josh Anderson hat trick. Fuck it. Can you imagine what I'm going to have to deal with if Josh Anderson actually does well in the first game? I thought of this. I am, like, a little bit horrified because anyone could go off. What if he has, like, two goals in the first game? I'm never yeah. going to hear the end of it. True. No, you don't. I'm going to have to I do think it is going to be a high-scoring game, and that's why this is my lock bet. The Habs and Leafs over of 6.5. I think this thing's going to cash by the end of the second period. I think it's uh, going to be 3-3. Three, three after two periods, and the 6.5 over is going to be a lot. Love it. Dallas is gambling corner. I like it. Perfect. Well, good luck in the betting markets uh, tomorrow, gentlemen. All the best All the best to everyone. That uh, that wraps it up, though, for, uh, for from the Sin Ben. We'll continue to do these weekly for the NHL season, and we'll see you guys next time.